0: Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. And today we want to get to the next episode in famous GET controversies. Today we're going to be discussing the GET of Vienna, which took place in 1611 and 1612. I know nothing about this. Rabbi Brutt's going to have to fill me in at least and let me know who the characters were, which Gedele Yisrael, which Chuvis were involved. Discussing this get and before we do that, I just want to thank our sponsor who's unanimous but dedicating this episode as a for a shidduch for Mordechai ben Bracha and all the learning and the knowledge that's gained from these episodes. Should be a in Mordechai ben Bracha finding his Zivog Hagun Bekaro Mamish. Rabbi Brat. How are you today?
1: Baruch Hashem. Okay. So here we're going to try to do this in an organized manner. We'll give you the story. The story is like this. Basically, it takes place in 1611, 1612. It originally started in Vienna and gets leads us to Poland and the great Kodolim of Poland of the time. were all involved, as we're going to see in this presentation. And it was it's a great time for us and through this we're gonna meet some of these to discuss very, very briefly some of these great Gadhim. So first we're gonna begin with the raw facts. Very raw, but we will return to more in depth about exactly what happened shortly. First there was a young couple, which from all accounts were happily married. They were living in Vienna. The Hassan's name was Avram, and the girl's name was Basheva. Avram seems to have gotten sick, it seems he was deathly ill. They thought the doctors it seems at one point thought he was gonna die. He was all of 16 years old, so the wife's relatives started to convince him to give a get. As she's gonna end up falling to Yibum and Need Khalitza, all different issues, so he agreed to give a get. There was discussion if he would get better, he would be able to he would remarry his wife. Okay. Now it appears that Khashiva Rabanam were there in the city, they gave the get. Everything was okay. A few weeks later. Um, At one point, it seems he took a turn for the worst. A name was even added, Yitzchak, to his name. But eventually, he fully recovered. So now, what should have happened was they should have gotten remarried, but events ended up happening that they did not get remarried. But more than that, a different gadol at the time, a relative of the chassan, got involved and started stating that the get was not a get. And from there, the controversy broke out. I mean, say, for a few months, Seems no one was saying anything, and then all of a sudden a goddle gets involved, the contrary breaks out. So, we hopefully will discuss what exactly was the trigger of why a goddle got involved, who the gadol was, everything will be discussed in Mitzvah. Shem.
0: Just an obvious question I'm thinking about maybe a klot kasha. What's the matter if it's not a get? So, they're happily married,
1: right? No, in a khanami. If they're ha- if they're happily married, that would be great. But they it seems they it seems after this after he got better, events happened, and she decided she even though they were originally happy married, she seemed to not be interested in, in remarrying.
0: Okay, thank you for clarifying. Um,
1: but we'll we'll see more about that um, soon. Now. So first, the question is, how do we know about this story? Who was involved? Who the, the dilem and what were the exact issues behind the controversy? These are the obvious questions that one wants to know as you're hearing these very raw, data, these raw details. Okay. So it seems, and, but, and the point is, this is what became known as in Peiskin when they referred to it as the Get Me Vienna. Um, okay. So there was a Yid, Yitzhak Levine. He wrote a whole safer on this, but sadly, I can have not, I have no access to it because it's in Polish. Okay, now many, but so now when we learn through this topic, the most as we're going to see is like this. Many times when we learn a particular Gemara or even Halacha, we wonder, especially if you're learning through dafyaimi and all different Masechetos, you're learning Gittin, you start wondering how often does certain scenarios even play out in Halacha leMa'isa. But then you look through Chuvasvaram and you'll see that a lot of times things that you think does do not happen could happen often, and this is known as the Sugya. Called get shchiv Okay, and we're going to get back to it shortly. Now, another thing is, a lot of times when one does look at chuvas farm, you see a chuva, Someone asks a question, and you have you don't really know the full story behind what's going on, but you sometimes will get to read a long chuva from said gadol about the topic. But sometimes you get lucky, and there's a chuva, and the chuva gives you everything. What I mean to say is, in this story the chuvas written on the topic, they begin with like two pages, just first telling me the story, what was the story in Vienna, who gave the get, what was said, and then they lead up to what the issues are, and they even give dates, which a lot of times they don't. So this this story, which takes place in chuva literature, you don't need to read academic articles, so to speak, to figure this all out, people to piece this together, you can look at the following chuvas that I'm going to mention in one moment, but not only that, besides getting the history of where it's happening and who's involved, you also get to see the lumdas, they bring down the gemaras, their sources for everything, and they spell out everything. Bamish pages and pages are written amongst the g'daylum involved. So in all in all, you learn this topic, you have a lot of rich lumdas, you can see their methods, how they paskin, and you get to hear the story and understand everything. Now, for, so the first published shuvah on this topic is published in 1619 by the, by this by one of the main characters in the sugya, that is the Maram, which we're gonna discuss in one moment. He writes in his chuvas, he, he publishes a chuva on the topic where basically he's the person who causes the problems and says it's not a good get. He publishes a few chuvas, including a few chuvas of the lavush. He reached out to lavush, and the Lavush also authored a few chuvas published in this um, collection of the Maram, and furthermore, there's a Chuva from the Maram written to the Marsha, which we'll discuss. Fast forward 1633, a few years later, the Chuvas Masas ben Yamin is published, and there also, there's about three chuvas on the topic. Fast forward to 1764, a long time later, and then there's a chuva from the Sma. Now, the Sma is the person who gave the get. So now I'm basically leaking a little bit more in the story that it's a machlek, it's between the Sma versus the Maram. but if you you if you were in the 1630s and you wanted to know the details of the Sma story, you had you didn't you would not necessarily know. Okay, and later on in 1780s, a chuva of the Bach comes to light. The Bach was also involved, and basically with these tshuvas, basically the few tshuvas in the Maram, the Chuvas in the Masas ben Yamin, the Chuva of the, of the Sma, which was published in a collection called Chuvas Again Basroi, and the chuvas HaBach, you basically could piece together a lot of the story, or almost everything. Okay. Of course, today we have always, uh, I always like to bring up, this new discoveries, so they discovered, Yosef the Bookspan published a lengthier chuva of the Sma on the topic, and Yitzhak Levine published also a manuscript of a tshuva on the topic, but okay, fine. Now, so first, who is the gedolim involved, where the events happened, and then what was the issues? So first, number one is, I said, the Sma. So who is the Sma? So we have to understand, this is a period of time, right after the Ramah and the Marshal. they're both nifter in the 1570s, these are the G'dayli Talmidim of the Ramah and Marshall pretty much involved in the topic, and people already from the next generation. So number one, the Sma, who is this? Rabbi Shua He's born in 1555, dies in 1644. He's a Rosh Shiva in Weir, Lavov. He publishes on Chayish Mishpat, the SMA, which is published in 1614. He's also the author of the Prisha and Drisha on the Torah. So in the world of Halacha, everyone knows of him. He's very, very famous, prolific. Now, who is he? He is a Talmud of both, as he writes in his Tesvarim. He was Zeicha, Bimei Charpi, Lamalti Eitzel Mayur Virabi, the Ramah, and the Aharav, so he learns by the two great of the previous generation. Okay, and there's a lot of fascinating information about him and his methods in his Hagdama. I've mentioned in the past that sometimes Hagdamas of Svarim, you get to learn a lot about them, especially here, you learn a lot about his methods and everything like this. Now, turns out, he's a relative of the Kawa. And it seems that's the reason. Even though he lived in Lemberg, he was visiting, and that's why he found himself in Vienna. Okay, fine. Number two, who else is involved? There's other Dayanim. So there's another Dayan, there's a Yid. Now, we would not even know when you learn the truth of the Smad. The Smad doesn't even say that he's the Dayan, he talks about a case. Which is sometimes what happens when you have literature of chuvus But after we have all four Chuvas, we now find out: no, no, the sma is not talking about a hypothetical case that came to him. He was the dying in the sugya. Anyway, the second dying was a yidr benayich hendel. People are familiar with him, his agayis are found the back of the gemara chachmas a great gadol who wrote a lot. Most of it has not survived. But if one wants to know more about this gadol, you could see this article from Yitzhak Levine and Yishur and this article from my friend Moshe Cechik. And B'Kitzer, he was a very a person. He was a gadol um, at the time. Now, it's unclear exactly all the places where he's a rav. It appears to be that he was a rav at some point in Vienna. How do we know this? Skufa from this pulmus Interestingly enough, a lot of times historians, they're always looking to find the dating of when some gadol is nifter. So it turns out there are two matzevas. One's in Vienna, which seems to have him listed on it, and there's a matzevah in Lviv, which is much in a much different location. So the question is where is he buried and what's the dating of when he dies? How do we even know that this Rabban is involved in the sugya? So, yeah, the way we know is, I mentioned one of the chuvases written by Damasus ben Yamin, and we're going to see what Damasus ben Yamin says. That's how we know that Rabbanu Yehudah is involved, and that's how. So not only do we know he's involved, that's why come most people accept that he was most likely a rav in Vienna, and he dies in Vienna, and the Matsiva found in Vienna is the accurate one. Okay, now so these are the two people that are involved with the get, the giving the get. So in order to understand that, we're talking about two gadolay Okay. Who starts the trouble, so to speak, um, not to mean anything um, with those words, just who, cause, who causes the whole thing, is a Yid the Maram. Who's the Maram? He's born in 1558 and dies in 15 in 1616. He's also a Rosh weir in Lemberg, Lvov, also the same city as Isma. He's a Rav there. He's, he's not only a Ziyav Yeshiva, he's a Rav in the city. He's from which side of the story? It turns out he's an uncle, or some relative of the Khasan Sai. Okay, now, some people say that, that the Sma and the um, Maram got along. They were both rosh yeshivas in their own independent yeshivas in Lvov. It could be. It's, it's hard to know. Some people say that because of this story, because of the events that led up in this story, he ended up having to leave Lvov. the Maram. Could be also. I don't know. Um, now, again, so too with him. We could discuss him at great length. We know about him through the interesting Hagdama that his son publishes in his, um, when he publishes his father's tshuvas, and learning through the tshuvas safer of his, you could get a lot of insight into who this person is. And there's a recent edition of the tshuvas maram. They also have a very worthwhile introduction, and you have Rabbi Glavin also, again, writing an article about him, which is worthwhile. Now, one of the things we find, Kasader in his tshuvas, that he says is, he's very anti-Paiskin, the Paskin based on the Shulchan Aruch, the halavushim. He says, this is not the way you're supposed to do it. You have to show the whole binion of the psak. You're not supposed to just rely on these farim which were meant for Rashi Prakim. Interestingly enough, Ramat Yostra shown when he talks about the acceptance of the Shulchan Aruch, he brings down all different quotes from different G'daylum of this time period. This, we're talking about these are Talmidim or Talmidi, Talmidim of the Ramah, Marshal, um, Mamish. So he says that he quotes Russian that the Maram Lublin, and then he gives a list of a bunch of chuvas, and then he says, the It's so powerful and scary what he says. He didn't even want to quote them, and he doesn't. He just sends you to go look at them. But one of the quotes is what I just mentioned. The kids are he's not a fan of the Shulchan Aruch and the Levosh passing from these swarm. Okay, fine. We know of him more. Um, his tshuva sefer, as I said, is, is used a lot, um, and it was a beautiful rajah. but we know him when you learn Gemara, and you're learning t- uh, Shvera Teisvis, you turn to the back, you usually will have either the Marsha, the Maram, and many of the Masechtis will be able to help you out. Just a quote, a very brief quote from the Mach Machsheves from a Greenspan in his incredible Sefer, when he talks about the comparison of the Mahalachalimu versus the, 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 the two Svarim, the Marsha and the Maram, he says that the the Maram is someone that he writes out everything very clearly and you don't even need to have even before the sugya, And we, we, we right away, we're able to understand what he's talking about. Whereas a Marsha, everyone knows a Marsha, you got to break your head on. Okay, fine. Now, so he writes a bunch of chuvas on the topic. Okay, who does he get involved, the levush. Interestingly enough, I told you, what does he say about the levush. Okay, fine. Anyway, the levush is considered the senior gadol in this issue. It's mamish Saif Yamav of the levush. As we're going to see shortly, Lavush dies in 1612, also Mamush in this time. Who, it turns out, the Chachmes Maneich also dies in this time. He's, they're both not even alive to see the whole outcome of the fight. Fine. Fine. Now, another thing we learn, Derech Agav, from. Um, from uh, we learn a lot of side things from this. I'm just going to mention one small prat, is we learn about different Gedolim that we don't even know about. Lamashal, there's a Maganavram. In a few different places, he refers to Rabbi Yamin of Pozna. Who is this person? So, if you look in the Chuva the of the Lavush that the Maram publishes that he got from the Lavush, he's writing that my friend, my great friend Rabbi Yamin died in Pozna, for him specifically. When is this Zayin Adar, Erev Shabbos, Zayin Adar, Beis, in 1612? In, in, uh, Anyway, if one wants to learn about him, today we know more about him thanks to an article in Yeshuron from Malish Chechek in Chelik Tezai. Okay, one of these obscure gedolim again, he comes up in this controversy too. One la- um, one last person to mention and we'll see the rest as we talk about the actual topic, is the Damasus Yamin? Who's Damasus bin Damasus Rab Reb bin Yamin Solnick. He's born in 1535, dies in 1619. He's also a Talmud of the Marshal, sorry, of the Marshal, the Ramah, the Marshal Asheni. An incredible chuvasefer sefer, has a tremendous impact in the world of halacha, which one day maybe we'll discuss more at length, his methods also. But he also passion, writes...
0: For those keeping track the to- episodes... You certainly have mentioned
1: Damasus <laughs> ben Yavman. Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Now, and the Masus ben Yavman has a sefer that he wrote for women in Yiddish, uh, which is called Sefer Mitzvah nashim on Hilchas <laughs> Nidah Chala Hadlachus Nair. He wrote in Yiddish in 1577. That's very early on in his early career. Today, it's been translated into English and also back into, even though he wrote it in Yiddish, it's been translated into Hebrew by Mechon Zichernah. Okay. Okay. So these are the main, main And We're going to see some more. Now, where does this Machlechus take place? So, although there are chuvas written about it, it's interesting is that if you look at the chuva of the Sma, the Sma says everything was fine and dandy. I think that we did the get, mean mean the Chachmus and no one says anything. All of a sudden, I get to the Yerid in Yaroslau, and then I hear that Kravim of the of the Chassin are getting all upset, and they're making a tomo. What's going on? What does he mean with this thing called the Yerid of Yaroslav? So now we're going to sidetrack for another three, four minutes, and then we're going to get to the Iker. When one learns Marsha more than once, more than twice, you'll find the following. Basically, he's at a yurid, a fear, in Lublin. Another time he says this in, in Sanhedrin. He's away traveling at this yurid. What's this Yrid? So, what's important for us also is that the Taisis the Yantif, also a Gadol, in these Kufas, writes a sort of, I would call it a sort of autobiographical account of, of, of certain incidents that happened in his life called Megillus Ava. And in there, he talks about the Vat Arba Ratzis. And what happened is like this that they, that they would gather together, and if necessary, they would make the various Gzeireis and Haramais that were necessary. Many Gedalim were together and they would discuss the different issues, the pressing issues that was facing Khalil Yisrael at the time and and he also throws in Nasati the Yerid that used to take place, we're in the Yerid Yaroslav and then he ends off. pinkas minarashi They would write down the discussions, the protocols of what they discussed at these yurids. They would have basically they would have mass meetings, and they would make Takanas, lamashal and hilchus Ribis. There's a thing called takanis asma, where was this discussed and brought up at one of these such yurids. <coughs> now, we have a work, an incredible work from Yavinu Mitzula. It's called. Author of the Shari Tzion, which we actually spoke a little bit about it once, once in one an episode of some sorts, but this Sefer Yavam Matsula is Reb and Hanover, and it's sort of a, a tragic, um, an account of what happened in the years Tachvatat. And he's talking, reflecting, back, he maps out how many people died in all the different cities. And he talks about Europe, what was in Poland before Tachvatat, 1648, which means he's talking about this Kufa, what was going on. So one of the things he describes is that the Rosh Hashivas, with all the Tamidim, would go to a Yurid in the summer. And one of those Yuridim took place in the year. it's called Yurid Yaroslav. In the winter it used to take place in Lvov, and the, sometimes it would take place in Lublin, and the Rosh Hashivas would come and they would talk. And thousands of Bakram would be there and Rosh Hashivas from all over would be there. But not only, the Urid wasn't only for Bachram to hack and tumble and meet other Bachram from other Yeshivas. Also, this was a business fair. People would do business. And he says, he also, people a lot of times, ta- thousands of Shaduchim were made at these Yurids. Okay? This is what he talks about in the Yavna Mutsuah another thing is he says this is weird what's called the vaid arbayrates where they used to make great takanos because all the Hashivas were at this fair the Islam. so they would meet they would have sessions also the Askanim came and they would have sessions things that faced all the different cities and they would many times there, there could be very Lebedic fights so basically what you're starting was now is starting to understand what's going on over here the get was written in vienna and and there's no reason to assume anything's going to happen, but all of a sudden it comes to the yerid, and some gadol. We know who the gadol is. The maram brings up at the yerid. I'm not happy with this get that this that the sma wrote, and he addresses and he and he says his issues, which you're going to see mamish momentarily. Okay, so this is some of the background to the story. Now we could get to the pratim more some more pratim of actually what happened over here, and that's as follows. In the Gemara, already in the Mishnahis, the Gemara. A few different places we find something called the get shchiv Meira. Now, get shchiv Meira is basically someone's about someone's mamish holding. He's, he's, he's at death's door, and we don't want. In many cases, the issue was we don't want to, the wife to fold chalitza. Sometimes it's because the, the brothers aren't very far away. Place all different. There could be all different reasons. So there's a there's a to write a get. It's called a get shchiv Meira. Now. All this tully in, in the suyas it's clear and in the paiskim, it's also clear that this revolves a lot to do with all types of tnaim, which is a com- which in Shas in general it's very complex. So now to write a get Meirah, all the halachas, and, and keeping in mind all issues of tnaim well, is not an easy thing. So so at one point in the tkufasarishinam, there were different Takhanas how to do this. How to write to get how to write this get. So Rabbi Hilmi Paris, brought down by the Mardechai, said that they would write a, that they would they would have such a thing, which was they was it was a Gerishin Legamri, b'loy shuntnai. There was no tnaim, nothing was no tnaim were made. Why? Lafuk nafshay mikol sfeikayis ve'gim ve'gimgum ve'hayu mazikim They basically made a they accepted that they're gonna get married afterwards. If loyutzor the person does survive, and and they're gonna get married, and if they don't, they're gonna have to pay a large knas. But now, why was this done? Because it seems. It's very complex how to work it out. And in Hilchah and we didn't want it to be problems with the get afterwards. So in order to avoid these issues, Rabbi Hilmi Pariz made this Takana. This Takana seemed to have been accepted in Ashkenazic's, Pilish's circles. The Ramal brings it down. So you make a get. So it's no longer get Shchiv which has all these different fancy tnoem. It's a straight up get. Okay. And that is what was done when necessary, in in cases when it was necessary, um, they would do, what that was what's called the Getschev So it, they removed all this complex Tenoim, and they made it very, uh, made it easier. Okay, fine. Now, so now we have to see what happened in our story. We have, luckily, as I said, we have the Sma, we have two chuvas of the Sma on the topic, so first, let's see what the SMA says happened. He's an eyewitness account, obviously. And then we have to see what the claims of the issues were very, very briefly. So as I said, the the, the, the tinest, these it's pages and pages. And it's very kadai to read um, briefly um, when one has time. But today we'll just mention some of the things. Okay, so first like this. Basically, the SMA says that... Um, he was mamish, dying. He was at death's door. The kids are the craving of the Isha. They start talking to him that she's going to need a chalitza, that the wife's going to need chalitza. Okay, fine. So as I said, he calls the shnei chachamim. He doesn't say he's the chacham. Fine. So they, but now he says like this. The chachamim, which is really him, they said, Ein anu get altnay afil We don't give a get altnay afil it has to be a full fledged get what do we do basically saying it's a full fledged get Get that. Through. You have to keep this in mind, Rabid. You're you're dying, but you have to keep this in mind. You're dying, and it's a full fledged get. There's no. It's not a get What the Gemara originally talks about that there's different aspects, and and how do we prevent it? Basically, he's they're they're saying we're noiig like this. Mardechai paris. Very good. Now, um, so even though. What's important is this Chassan is thinking that he's gonna get married afterwards if he does get better. They're not disagreeing with that, but it has to be a real Kedushin with Brachas and Agantsachasana and everything like that. But now, fast forward, um, the way the Sma brings down the story, he says, um, he says this is how they wrote it down. The Bezden wrote down the Psak of the Get. They used to we have we, at a yayim, we have tons and tons of documents that survived most of them did not survive but of the pink Kasim of the gittin in old kiilo and he, he wrote down exactly this is what it is and he says nothing's happening no one said boo who's referring, Ella. And he says like this, that this Yid, whoever he is, we now know, I already gave you in the story, is the Maram. And the Maram says like this, Kol was if his wife dies, so she's going to be pater from Halitza, that's what it was. But if he he survives, he never had such a thought process that she should um, be able, that she's not going to be able to um, have to remarry him, so to speak. Meaning to say like this, that's what it sounds like. Most cases of Get Shimeira, they talk a, there was no there weren't happy endings. This case sadly, in a way, had a happy ending, but that turned out to be a whole um, can of worms, as they say. And what's happening is so if you if you're looking over here, strictly Al-Pi Halacha, says the Sma, the way we paskin and Al-Pi Pashib Shak, this is how it is, and the Marduk, and this is Ramah, it's end of discussion. It's a real get. So Luyatsor, yeah, she, if she pays up. It's a real get. If it isn't a real get, this is going to open up a fight can of worms. So, according, so there's no need to give another get. If she, I, the husband saying, but you mean the whole reason why I'm doing it? Yeah, but what would happen if he died? I'm saying that, that, that's what it is. It's a real, real get, full, full up, straight up get. Now, another issue, which, which is brought up by the Sma is they throw out the Rabbeinu Tam, which we mentioned very briefly in the earlier episode on the Pomo Agitin, which is not to be Laz once again is given, um, what the background of this Takana requires even, but this is a Rabbeinu Tam that comes up in this sugya. Also, um, I mentioned then that the Rami Reiner has a whole chapter um, dealing with it. And the Bach also, when he talks about this sugya also throws in this Rabbeinu Tam. And a lot of the Pais can throw in the Rabbeinu Tam, whereas all of a sudden the Lavush says, don't give me the Rabbeinu Tam. This is not a good get. We'll see why the Lavush says that momentarily. And the Maram also, don't give me Rabbeinu Tam. It's not a good get. Okay. Anyway, just to quote um, and the Levush, sorry, just a smile. Um, he also brings up what I said, that it's, you're going to need to get married again with, the, with a Completeness to win with a complete erusin with the zion Brachis and everything. What do you what, what do you think's happening? This is a real get, and if it's a real get, that means is both parties yes they have to give the the tie which which was set up that they're giving the money. They, there's no ways around that. But technically, yes, he was happily married. But now something happened that she decided she doesn't want to marry him. Whatever happened, that there's nothing to do about it. Um, and the smart deals with this at length. He talks about all this and. A fascinating chuva and he um as i said pages and pages about it. it seems that he got a hold of the maram made no he was at this for fear so he knew what the maram's issues were and he and it seems that, uh, maybe he saw a copy of the it seems that Maram may have even published it kitzer he looks at this and he deals with all the different complaints of the maram and says on shuldik maram I don't know what you're talking about. And he answers, Raya, Raya, and says that I don't go, um, I, I'm not buying into what you're saying. At one point, he says a very sharp language. And he says that he's saying things that I that happened that didn't happen. I'm telling you what happened. I was there. And then he says in a very sharp language or something to the effect. Uh, yeah, he's defending, but it's not true at all, and it's a good get. And he says that I proposed my whole shtikal my presentation of the sugya in Lublin at the Yerid in 1612 to defend myself. And, say he's not, and, and then at the end of the tshuva, he has a long list of the gedolim that agree with him. Okay, so Adkan, part one of the sma comes along the Maram, I said the Maram is the one who's making the whole um, so to speak obviously we don't think like that but the Maram is saying it's a problem you say sometimes you'll hear the way people will say of the story is in, in a, in a grub we're talking we have to be very clear over here the way I'm reading this is these are gedale gedale a'ilam that are, there's no, oh, he's on the side of this side, he's on the side of this side. That's the way today the internet would talk about this. I can picture already how it would be written. It would be written very simple. This Godel, because he was paid off by that side. This Godel paid off on this side. We're talking about here, the superstars, unbelievable Godelim, the Sma and the Maram. Yes, the Sma is allowed to say sharp to the Maram, but that doesn't mean that I getting involved could say such a thing. And the Maram also, when I'm saying he makes trouble, I don't really mean he's making trouble. He's uh, yelled that this is a problem. Now, what seems over here is that what, what was getting the Maram so upset was is because when they discussed it with the Hassan at his deathbed, they kept saying, don't worry, you're going to be marrying her afterwards. Okay. And, and then he has pages where he's dealing with Tenoim and he's dealing with all different issues and he's trying to relearn up what, what, when Rabbi Khilmi Pariz made his Takana. The Maram was a, was a giant Lamdan, and he definitely shows that through and through this tshuva. But we're talking about on the other side was the Smah, who was also a giant London. They ha- both happened to be in the same city, so I can imagine the Shiva Bachrim of both uh, in Lvov, han- tumbling this and passing in the coffee rooms and in all the sessions. We could picture it very easily. But Kitzer, he holds that this is a T'Nai, basically, and it doesn't make a difference. And uh, Now, I'm, what's very he definitely, I'm saying it in oifen that I don't understand it, but he definitely does explain it in pages and pages why he seems to hold that over here it's different and basically, um, it's not a, um, it's a problem. And this chassan was under the impression and it's not a, it's a, it's a problem over here and this gets a problem and she would need a new get because basically she is going against her and remarrying and this was not what he meant to get to do okay? Now the Marama, as I said, he sends this off to Adhagadaylam, and he has listed off at the end, Adhagadaylam, besides for bringing it up at the irid. Now, so one of the important things was, you always have to get a senior senior Gadol at the time, so it's not only that they were talking about the irid, and everyone's talking about the Urid, I'm going to see some more people about the irid, but the, he gets the Levush involved. Levush is mamish, you can see from these three chuvas, he's holding a death door, and he's writing at them. He's writing about this also. And at one point, the Levush it seems, couldn't even write this chuva. So he suspected that people might say that he didn't write it. So he signs off. He has Adem signing it that we know that it's him, even though it's not his handwriting. But we want, he like had a kium of the shtar of that this chuba was written by the Lavush. We say they preempt all the different things. Okay. Anyway, what's the Lavush? The Lavush also talks about the story, how he heard the story, pretty much the way the Maram told him the story. And it seems that he must have gotten some information from how the Sma interpreted it. And he says he 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 also writes beyond powerful Ashiness. He says like this I'm not gonna bother to bring down everything that the that the uh what's his name says that the Sma says um from the thing in my chuva. he said they used to hire a cipher to copy the different things when they're printing up this chuva, because sham Oid um and then he goes on and on. How could you say such a thing? It's terrible. Basically, saying the he doesn't know what he's talking about. Then he says, when well, you bring in Rabbeinu Tam, no shaykhis, he has all vicious paragraph about this. And he says, basically, she needs another get. What does he say in a, in, a, in a nutshell? He says three lines. I mean, he has pages about it also. And he's being machadish things in this tshuva. This is, you're seeing the levush bechol here. And this is what he says. He says, Someone's allowing her to get married. This is a get from love. <seug jazz> You're comparing two different get. And what he's trying to say over here is this get the whole reason was he 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 loved her. He didn't want her to have problems. So he set up such a thing. And and then he said, Okay, I'm gonna I'm giving the get. Well my survived. So there was no it was everything about his get was that now she has to marry him. Once she doesn't, this causes a whole problem. Now he goes on over here and starts talking about Hilchas Getin that if one gives a get, the everyone knows we're going to get up to Daf Yomi soon, Daf Tzadik about the Machlekes BeShamai If you're supposed to stand, give a get, if you could give a get, your wife burns the food. All these famous things that are the uh, also people like to joke about. But here he says he's going with that in this case. This is not a get. Um, he also knows about the Mardachai, or B'Chilmi Paris, but he's saying this is different. This is the, the Chassan knew, and the Chassan was only doing it for this thing. So everything goes out the window. And he says like this, he, and he says a peladic thing. When I was young, I was young, someone's dying. The woman's relatives to They didn't want to fall to you. didn't want to fall They They Shema get ainu kares beinayim veainu pateres afil meibam. It doesn't work at all, even for this. Even let me say, he's asking on the whole thing that we know from the Gemaras, from Mishnayos and Gemaras that exists. This thing called get shchemera. I didn't have a good answer. Then he does attempt, he has, yeah, um, he attempts to answer this with a beyond original mahalich. But the problem is that not everyone was willing to accept such a thing because the Pashtuses is. That's what it is. Because it's Gufa was because of other problems. That's why the takana was set up. That's why they dismissed all the tanama already, and that's why the Mordechai, slash or bechilmi pariz earlier they went and made this takana because it's, it could come into a churva. But but the, but in this case, the lavush was not backing down, and he held. Bottom line is that if you you need a new get, if if this woman is not if this woman is not remarrying him, the get the get that was given while he was on his deathbed is not good. He says that he spoke it over with people. They tried to give him up a shtickle tire from a certain tesis and get in Gittin. He, he didn't buy into that. And basically, again and again, he talks about it. And then, But not only that, it's not only that he wrote this chuva, he writes another chuva about it again, saying, I looked into it again. And then he says another chuva where he says, I came to this conclusion. Basically, I mean to say, he didn't write, even though he's dying, he made sure to feel that he felt, and he came to this conclusion. Agreeing with the Maram. Now, what's interesting is, I pointed out, the Maram, not necessarily a fan of levush always. Here, yeah, he is. Okay, anyway, the point is that the levush and and, uh, and the Maram are going against the Sma. We're getting close to the end. And that's um, like this. Another Gadol, I said, is the Masas ben Yaman. He also writes three chuvas. Now when you read this tshuva, it's fascinating to see these tshuvas. here's where you're going to see what happened that at the year you read in Yaroslav in 1611 they start talking about it and then he says there was even raid that they tried to poison this chacham. this Hassan was they tried to poison him now it's not necessarily that that's really what happened. But this is, you're seeing the data as the Masa Yaman is saying what happens when we get to Yaroslav, which is a few months afterwards, and it becomes the tumul, this is what was going on. And he brings it up again in his chuvus, again, more than once. At one point, he says like this, at the Yurid, they don't have no svarim, they're sitting at a Yerid. They're, they're in gullis pretty much. He says, ania yusi bayesi tardal Yurid. I had to give an opinion, and we're talking about the Masas Ben Yamin. He knew the sugiy of get shemeyra, he knew the relative sugiyas, and he came out. So he says the first thing he says like this: the, Who was the people that were masader the get? He says it was Harav Hagadol Amuflik Rav Fal Koyin, she masader get muxig Amuflik bechachma v'yira oymir befanenu bezavak K'Ruchya ki bechaburas oyhayah agoil Rav Hendl. Basically, he says, I know these people. They're right here. We're not even talking about this as a, ch- a fight happening to Chuvus. The Gedolim are all sitting over here. The, the Maramas in the crowd, other Gedolim we're going to see are in the crowd. I, I I what I have to go. I know who the Sma is. We're talking about one of the Gadalam. He's defending himself. I know the Gemaras. I know what he says. So the Maram, who wasn't there, is saying something else. Hey, crazy. I hold that. That's it. It's a good get. Nothing to talk about. They spoke out. This is how you learn. This is a get. This is how it has to be. And he writes this out again by and in the chuva. He discusses again. Uh, then he has another chuva. Because it wasn't the Maram didn't let go and the other Ghadaum got involved. This is a tumult. In the Yerid Yaroslav in 1612, says the masses. Ben Yaminets brought up again. I didn't have svarim. Again, he talks about it and he says no. He brings up again the poison. He brings up again it's the Gedalim who's involved that he knows them and he says it's no problem. And he also talks about it and then he and, he, and not only that he even writes a third chuba about it. And he says he do, he saw what the maram wrote. He doesn't buy into it. He goes again. What I'm saying that this is how it works. And and he also throws in the Rabbeinu time that we mentioned, and this is what a get is. It has to be like this. Okay, now, meaning to say like this, if we wouldn't have known the story that the family promised this Hassan, this, that he's going to end up remarrying, it could be this whole thing wouldn't have exploded. Whereas the way the story, at least that we're seeing it is, is the... Um, is saying that didn't play a role. We told the chasm, this is sugya, this is how we and this is how we write it. Okay, anyway, obviously we don't know all the different things going on, but the maram mamish has pages and pages where he's explaining a fascinating chuva, showing his stuff. Okay, fast forward, Nacha I mentioned that the, the masses Behavior in both cases throws out that it was Beli Svarim, a fascinating thing, this is a common occurrence at the Arid because they didn't walk around with their compute, with their laptop, and the Rav could go say, let me go to my room, and paskin. let me just do some research. He's stuck, he has to be on the spot. The Bach also has this, and we have a chuva of the Bach, and even in this, so the Bach's chuva also says the same thing, I'm at the Arid, no svarim, whatever. He writes a whole chuva again, dealing with defending the Sma on the topic. In his Chibur on Shulchan Aruch, he says the same thing, Quoting um, the sources, and, and he, he's writing this 25 years later, close to Saif Yamav. He's saying, Yes, there was and Vienna, Okay, fine. Who's another God of that? the Marsha? Here, um, the Marsha is one of the great Kedailim, also of this time, a contemporary of the Maram. We know him from the Chidusheh Marsha, both on Halacharis and Agadis in the back of the Gemara. Fine. There's a cryptic thing all of a sudden if one learns Gitin, you'll see the last marsha the marsha starts talking he says the marsha doesn't a lot of times doesn't really talk halacha in specific black and white a lot of times you can infer halachas from what he says but he says like this based on the sugya of Muhammad's based David and Basheva. Um, and therefore he says he says it's a He's basically saying that this is relating to Nocha Sugya, which is known as the Suggya of Yajim or based based. Okay, now what's going on over here? So it's clear, and people point this out. Lamasha goal is on a safer on the Marsha, which we had, we mentioned on one of the podcasts earlier. It's referring to this story of the Maram. Now, like all folk literature, people are always wondering what's the story, what's the yachas between the marshal and the maram. Some people say they didn't get along. Some people say they did get along. Some people say this fight caused them not to get along. The problem is when you look in the maram milublin, when he writes a tshuva to the marshal about this, he calls him Oi Havai. I don't think he would write such a Lushen, um if he was real, if he to, and he didn't really mean it. Because so I'd have a, a, a argue with him laalocha. But anyway, there was no evil intentions over here. Just the marshal was writing at the end of Gittin. This is my shita. This is a Khamer the Kazakh It was a hot topic in the time. And the Masha was also at this Yerid. As we mentioned earlier, he was always at these Yerids. Okay. The Be'i Shmuel and the of Shulchan Aruch, he also goes with this. He brings down the Maram Leblin and others. And the Taz also, obviously, he goes over here, like the Bach, the Kitzer. What's happening over here is that we have the G'dayi Le'olem at the time are handling the fundamentals of, of what um, what's the Halacha. It got very lebidic, got very heated, and as I said if one learns through these chuvas and you're holding a masakhta's gitani, you'll be able you'll you'll find it fascinating to see all the different ins and outs. Now, just to be messiah over here, many different gdailim were involved. We're not going to go through, we're not going to list them all out. But in later generations, it seems, it seems one post note is it's for some reason they ended up giving another get. I'm not sure why. Because it was, it seems so strong that so many didn't want to give a get. They, not only that, in Hilchos Getin, it seems very problematic not to give another get if you don't have to. But another get was given. The Chachmas Adam, in his Binas Adam, that's the Chayi Adam. He also seems to be saying that we go with in a different truva, but a similar what the based on the materials and the truvas of the get This get me Vienna like the consensus, not like the Maran Levush. Interestingly enough, there's a, a Mishkanis Yaakov, who he goes like to Maram. Um, he has a chuva. Specifically, also from the Sugya of Davar Mashheva with the Mashho, and one way to say that that's going to prove not like the Maram, he used it to prove the Maram. She's always being the Chaddish, interesting things. The Archa Shulchan, which is always very Kadai to see, how he sets up Simon Kuf Memhe and in the Sugya. The first two Sifim, he brings interesting materials, and at the end also, he argues very sharp against the Mishkan Yaakov. He says this is how it has to be. He spells it out very, very clearly. Also, very Kadai if someone doesn't have the chance to learn through all the Chuvas about it. And then just to conclude. But The last thing is like this, this is much more relative than um, than we realize because especially once the Mishkanis Yankiv and the Marshak are hitting it into Davan and B'Sheva, people soldiers went to war, and there was some something outin is known as Gite Melchama, which is its own fascinating topic. If one wants to read up about it and see how this plays out in in a little bit, Reb Zevan in his or halha, one of his classic works has a, a major parrot p- 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 called Melchama in the Tarek Muhammad he has something known as Gite Mulchama, where he deals with the sugya. Adkan, some of the interesting points of this get that rocked the world in 1611,
0: 1612. Wow, wow, wow. As I mentioned at the beginning, you certainly informed me of a lot of information. Fascinating. <laughs> All the and, well. and I know that you could do a whole series on the topic of Yerid, what goes on at, at these Yeridim. Um, yep, exactly. You've mentioned it in the past. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot written about it. Um, it's so. very
1: important right now because it's interesting. Is we're recording the episode in the Yerid. Yerid. A lot of times that was when Ben Azmanim. Ben Azmanim is about to begin officially next week. But more than that, you know when this get was in Yud Aleph Av. Mamish, we're holding in the time when this chassan a few hundred years ago, was sick. It could be that when this episode's going to go live, it's actually going to be Yud Aleph I hope that's a murder Siat Shmaya for all the rabbis. You like to always bring them in. So you can bring them in for the Shmaya Maya of this
0: topic. Amazing. Okay. It's almost Shabbos by you, but we can't let you go before you turn around and pull out a safer and uh, give the audience another glimpse of something that is exciting to the rabbi doctor in his library behind you.
1: Okay, so here we'll go very briefly as the time is uh, close to Shabbos. It's called Sich Yitzchak on Tfilah. This is how it looks. And this is like this. this is a, there was a, a great Litvish Gadol, I, I'm sorry, a Litvish Gadol who dies in London in 1966. His name was R' Hirschfarber. Farber, And fascinating Yid, and he wrote a lot, but mostly he publishes Torah. It was published on Chumash, Mayadim, and all different types of things. And on Avis, A Shal-Pesach, and he also wrote a Khiber on Siddur. And he would sit in libraries in London, and he had, it seems he also had a lot of swarm. and he would put together his own materials, adding to them, fascinating, fascinating material. So he put out a work called on the on, on the Siddur. Okay. Mice has been out of print for a while. Recently, it seems some people in Eretz Yisrael are very big fans of his. They're, I'm not sure if they're related to the Mechaber themselves. And they've been starting to publish his materials. And and basically, they they went ahead, they got new material from him from the Siddur, and they're going to turn this one volume into two volumes. So volume one is Chol, volume two, I guess, is going to be Shabbos. They got new materials that he had in, in his... Um, in his collection, that I guess wasn't published. And they also did an amazing thing. A lot of times he would say, I am like a in this safer and this safer. Not everyone has those swarms, So they brought you all the things on the bottom that he quotes. He also quoted a lot of times rare swarms, So they would bring it on the bottom. So this is a few hundred pages. Um, just came out, Mamish, less than a month ago. It's 375 pages on the Yemay Davening
0: from Ritzvi Hirsch Farber. Very interesting. Nachi Weinstein of the Swarm Chatter podcast had. I believe a greater great great grandson of this Rabbi Farber, who I think has a fascinating story, how they got involved in starting to reprint some of the content of their Elder Zeda. Fascinating story. It's worth listening to just the story of like one of his children who used to sit at the Shabbos table and was repeating over some of the stuff that they found in Shaspharim, like for a project, started putting together like weekly Diviritura to send out. And that's how the whole project started. And now they. Obviously they've ended up with this um beautiful did the and, right. and the sidder. I think
1: they did, yeah, the think they, did they did first they did first Shal Pesach now they went to the sidr. But I'll tell you something yeah. else interesting. I don't know if they mentioned on this thing is that this Ratsi Farber left behind an autobiography. I randomly came across that he left behind such an autobiography in an article. I once bought a safer, a, a book. There was a collection of articles, and the back of the book, this guy did a Mary the Gataiva. He used to collect articles in newspapers about Gedalim, and he would put it in this book so when i got the book was, i bought a used bookstore they left in all these papers so not only did i get a bunch of articles about uh, um a bunch of godilem in this book but i got articles that this guy collected from journals in london about all different godilem and one of there was an article about too far but i have all the farm but i all of a sudden see that he had an autobiography he they wrote about it there i'm all of a sudden i'm very curious what's going on does it exist I do some detective work and find out that Rabbi Penny Dunner owns the autobiography and was working on publishing it. I then reached out to him at the time, and we got a trans- I got it transcribed. And hopefully one day it will come out with Rabbi Dunner's notes and everything. But it was it's a fascinating thing to learn about the world of Litta and of London the fascinating stuff in this autobiography.
0: Okay. Thank you Thank very you. much, Rabbi Dr. Bratt. Have yourself a wonderful Shabbos.